For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So often, Democrats come across with this metropolitan arrogance or urban smugness that, that people feel. And it hurts us. In, and by the way, it, it even hurts us with, with people that, that live in cities that don't speak this jargony faculty lounge language. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. News Talk 550 KTSA. Was that Carvel? Yeah, that was Carvel. Lucky can't tell. If a catfish could talk, that's what it would sound like. <laughs> but you know what? He's right. It's Sean. It's my dumb little show. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. Wow, what are you laughing at already? A catfish? If, if a, a catfish, catfish if a talk? piece of fried catfish could talk, it would sound like James Carville. Like, why'd you deep fry me? You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm from Louisiana. Remember that movie, The Water Boy? And the guy in the stands you couldn't understand. <laughs> that was the, the coach. The coach? <laughs> yeah, with the straw hat. Yeah. I know guys uh, on, on the eastern shore of Maryland that have such thick waterman accents, you can't tell what they're saying. Right. Yeah. I got okay. you. Okay, Broomhauer, we'll keep on moving here. Yeah, Carville's kind of like, crawfish. Surprisingly, it sounds like your Mandarin Chinese accent. It does. I was actually apologizing to the people of Louisiana in, in, <laughs> in Mandarin, in Mandarin Louis, in a, in a, a Mandarin Louisiana hybrid oh, there, so Lord. I just make sure I got all my bases covered. Um, Louisianderin. Um He's well, he's he's right though. He is right, and he's called this extreme agenda kryptonite before. And uh, he's right, you know. And uh, he, he 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 said also that rank and file Democrats hate this stuff. They hate it. Man, whether it's a gender crap, or it's the all white people are racist crap, or whatever it is, man. They hate it, but they're scared, man. They're scared. They're just so scared. And they are. They're freaking scared of that idiot AOC. They're freaking scared of the cancel culture. They're scared of getting canceled themselves. They are blankless, and I think you know what I mean by that. And so they're just going to let these pukes take over the whole damn party. And, uh, and, and, but, you know, midterms come around. That's toxic, man. That's what Carville's saying. And Carville, you know, he's a, he's a smart guy, man. I mean, you, you may not agree with his politics. And I don't. But at least he's got the blanks, the conness to come on out and say it. They're scared. They're all scared of the, of the, of the young Democrats. Who are signing on? Who are actually created this narrative of uh, of uh, uh, racism and genderism and uh, wokeism and blah blah stinking blah, and and they're gonna you know they're either I tell you what they're either gonna be successful because we screw up the midterms and nobody goes out and votes or whatever the hell. Or, uh, and they're gonna just take us, to, because of all these frightened politicians, they're just gonna walk us right over the cliff, man. Knowing, and knowing they're walking over a cliff. You know? Listen to the catfish dude, man. Listen to the catfish dude, alright? But they won't. They won't. I don't know, what did I hear about AOC? Was she, didn't she say she needed like freaking therapy or something like that after uh, she got PTSD after the insurrection of January sixth? Like she just came out of a theater of, of war or something? You know, I mean, there's such morons, there's such extremists, but whoever is pulling the strings behind the scenes is uh, is the people. Those are the folks that we got to really worry about because the folks behind the scenes, and I'm talking big money people. They truly do want to create a, a fascist state in this country. 
and they're about it. And and Carville knows it. And and Carville basically is disgusted with other Democrats because they're 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 afraid. They're running scared from this stuff. And uh, you know, and and the the, the, the people they appeal the, with the truly scary people in this entire situation are the citizens, the morons who who believe this stuff, who believe it. Now, I see them on on face puke every single stinking day. Facebook is all I do as far as social media. I, I'm I'm an older guy, and that's all I do, and I don't give a crap what you think about that. I can't handle Twitter. I have no desire for Twitter, or Instagram. Chris, I don't even know what some of the new ones are that people are on, that the young people are on. But I do Facebook, and and so I see a lot of other middle-aged creeps like me, you know, uh, talking about their freaking politics, and they're morons. On the left, they're morons. I I have friends who are just good old-fashioned East Coast liberals, and they swallow all of this stuff hook, line, and sinker. They really do. Just gobble it up, man. Just gobble it up. And uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's funny to me how they're obsessed with the racism of white people, and yet they readily supported a, a, a racist white guy to be president. Because Joe Biden is a racist. You knew that, right? I mean, well, you knew it, but did you know it? You, you who, uh, who, who voted for him, or maybe you, did, maybe you didn't. I, I still don't know exactly how many people voted for Joe Biden, actually. But I grew up on Del Marva. <laughs> That's a word I bet Don Morgan hasn't heard in a while. I grew up on Del Marva, which is Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. Del, the Del Marva Peninsula. And I'll tell you, ain't nobody on that peninsula that don't know Joe Biden is a stinking racist. <laughs> Old school Delaware racist is exactly what he is, and that's the guy you support while you're telling everybody else that white people are racist in utero, man. As soon as we come out the gate, man, we need to be taught to not be racists when we're infants before we can even speak. So, you know, how is it going to play out? I I don't know. I have the faintest freaking idea, man. I don't know. Because he's right. I, I would submit to you the majority of Democrats in, this, in, in, in politics, in government, know that this is a losing agenda. They have to. It's gibberish. It's nonsense. And not the fun kind. And uh, they have to know that it's, in fact, as he descri- has described it, as kryptonite to the party, but they're afraid. They're afraid of getting canceled. It's like I said earlier on Where and Rama, Monday through Friday, uh, 7 to 9, uh, that, uh, you know, when you, when you start canceling Caitlyn Jenner, <laughs> it's it's, an, it's gibberish. It's nonsense. And uh, they have an army of more. And we'll get to Gavin Newsom, that pimp. That's coming up here in a few minutes. What happened in San Jose yesterday. But when you uh, are an AOC or an Ilhan Omar or whatever the hell, you know, and uh, you need a whole lot of morons, baby, following you and supporting you. And they do. They got a lot of morons. In that crowd. I know, because again, they show up on Facebook. I, look, I, I have, I, I'm not gonna say who this is, but back east, I have not a, exactly a family member, but let's say kinda sorta used to be a family member. Uh, and, and this person, you know, had never, never been to Texas in her life, doesn't know anything about Texas. Chris, I, I'm sure you've experienced that. Never been to Texas. has no, no. Well, actually, Don Morgan will understand this more because he's from the East Coast. But they, never been to Texas. And last time I talked to this person, she just thinks that we're all just walk, rolling around in, you know, covered wagons, chuck wagons, you know, with just we're just all packing guns, you know, nine or ten, eleven guns on us at all times. We're all crazy cowboy hat wearing racists. You know, and that, and, 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 and if you're in flyover country, you're in the Midwest or the Deep South, you're just a rube and a redneck. And the folks on the coast are the smart ones. In fact, they think, uh, most Americans are, are idiots who, who, unless you, you abide by that narrative of the gender thing and the race thing and the class thing and the blah, blah, blah thing, uh, you know, you, you are a rube and a racist and an idiot. And you need to be tamed. And they won't, they won't take your guns away. And we'll talk about that coming up in a few minutes. 210-599-5555. Because uh, San Jose, yeah, horrible. 
I'll give you my thoughts uh, on, on, on some of the reactions uh, coming up next. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, man. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Tomorrow's our first edition of Fridays with Kinky. I was going to call it Getting Kinky on Fridays, but that just sounds different. So was last Friday a pilot episode? That was the pilot episode. And, well, he sang a little song. He sang one of his new, not a little. He sang one of a very good, amazing song about Billy Joe Shaver. Uh, on the, you know, and it sounded good enough on the phone, and it was really cool. Got a lot of messages, got a lot of feedback. Uh, and so we're, we discussed it, and we're going to have him on every Friday for a segment. Say hi and tell us what's going on with him. And just be his old kinky self. <laughs> you know, so that'll be, I'll be 10, 10 05 tomorrow. Uh, phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Um, you know, before we get to the whole gun thing, uh, coming up, uh, you know, I, Juan Williams is leaving the five. Juan Williams, uh, who is, has been on the five, uh, not really since the beginning, I don't believe. Because Bob Beckel did it, was the liberal guy uh, for the longest time. And that, remember the early days of the five, Chris? Because you, you and I used to watch it when we were doing the old show. I think he was an early, early on the guest rotation. Yeah, you, he'd pop up every now and again. Because it was the the four plus uh, a guest, right? Week, right? Yeah, yeah. You had the four that were always there. Actually, no, they even rotated the five because there were there were. The five was, but they they had I guess what was it Gutfeld? And Gilfoyle, Kimberly Gilfoyle was on there. Gilfoyle, but yeah, but then they usually had one person that changed each day. Right. And the hot chick always sat at the end of the table because that was the, that's the leg, leg chair, chair, which we've all missed dearly since Tentaros the pandemic. Tantaros was the. Oh my God, that's right, Andrea Tantaros. I made her laugh. You made her laugh. Twice. What'd you do? Man, sounds creepy. Um. God, she was pretty. Oh, I don't know. My wife might be up. She was a fine commentator. Um, well, uh, but anyway, point being, you know, then Juan got on the five, and then Gutfeld got on the five, and they've and and Juan's been around for a long time on Fox, and you know they did get into it, and I, Juan now is saying that because they're getting ready to go back into the into the studio. Because they've been zooming it since, you know, and they're going back to the studio. And Juan says he doesn't want to take the train to New York from D.C. every day. He wants to spend more time with his family. He's getting old. I, you know, I, I have to believe, though, because of the timing, because sometimes timing will tell you uh, what you need to know to a certain extent. I, I don't think he wants to be in the same studio. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think he wants to be in the same studio with Gutfeld. Not because he thinks Gutfeld will actually physically assault him. But man, they've had some moments, some pretty tense moments on the air. And, and I, you know, I like Juan Williams. I don't agree with him politically, but I gotta be honest with you. Some of the Gutfeld, and I like Gutfeld a lot. I mean, I think he's, he's my favorite on Fox now. I mean, I, he's, he's such a weird dude. And I've been watching, well, he is. He's, that's his selling point. He's a smart guy, but he's weird. He's, he's, he's awkward. When you say Chris and he's like awkward on the air, he's not the smoothest guy on the air. He's quirky. He's quirky, and that's what makes him. Because the gener- us Generation Xers, we're a quirky bunch. And uh, I've been watch- watching him since Red Eye way back in the day. But you know, in all honesty, when he and Juan would get into it on occasion, it just it almost got cringy to me because Juan is such an old guy at this point. You know what I mean? It felt like a young guy beating the crap out of an old guy with a stick. And it's just cringy. So I, you know, I, it's not because I agree with Juan about anything, but it's like, oh, he's just such an old guy now, and it just feels weird. Geraldo, yeah, who cares? Beat the crap out of that shrimp. You know what I mean? He can take a chair to the face. He could take, Geraldo loves that crap, man. Geraldo, take a a chair to the face. He don't care. Beat the crap out of Geraldo, Mr. Combat Journalist. You know, beat the crap. He's an old guy, too, but have at it, man. I don't care if you beat the crap out of Geraldo. Dan Bongino beats the crap out of him all the time. It's funny to watch. You know why? Because Geraldo's an arrogant a-hole. That's why. And who cares if he gets slapped around on camera? I I take joy in it, all right? It's stupid mustache. 
the big head and that little body. He's like uh, R- Richard Marks. He's another Richard Marksy kind of guy. He's got a big head and a little body. Looks like something you'd have on your dashboard. So I, uh, you know, so when it comes to, uh, you know, that, I don't care. But, but Juan, because he's, he is a really nice guy. Also, you know what I mean? It just feels like, ugh. So my, you know, not that they're listening to my programming advice over at Fox. My advice is to find a younger liberal puke. <laughs> That if gut felt and them actually got into fisticuffs, it'd be fun to watch. You know what I mean? Like if they actually got into fisticuffs. But watching Gutfeld just slam dunk Juan Williams is sometimes it's like, oh dude, okay, you got him. He's down. Because Juan just gets that look in his eye where his eyes get all watery. Like he looks, he's like he's, his chin starts quit. He looks like he's going to cry. I mean, I, I'm not being a jerk. I'm just saying Juan gets all moisty eyed and, and, Gutfeld's, you know, brow folds a few more times. Oh, shut up, Juan! I'm gonna come over there and kick your ass! You know, and there's Juan, he's like, well, 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 you know what I mean? It's, 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 he's a little outmatched, you know, at this point, so, yeah, I, I, right, he wants to spend more time with his family than, like, taking the train and all that. He's still gonna be a contributor, though, so he's still gonna be riding the train, man. I think he doesn't want to be in the studio. I don't think he wants to go back to the studio and sit across the table from Gutfeld in fear. You know, he does. You know what I'm talking about when he gets all moist, misty-eyed? Like he just punched him in the stomach or something or backhanded him? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Yeah, free programming advice for Fox. Get a younger liberal puke that Gutfeld can just tap dance on, you know, and uh, there you go. All right, let's take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA, now on FM 1071. <laughs> Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071, 938. I'm Sean. How are you? I got some calls on Juan Williams leaving the five. Fox News, 210-599-5555. Go to James. James, how you doing? Pretty good. How you doing, sir? Pretty good, man. What's on your brain there? Okay, one of the you were talking about that one guy. That's the only guy on the Fox. That, I mean, that I hate the most. Why you do you hate why him? Do you wanna, yeah, I do. All he wants to talk about is how much how good the damn Democrats are. I don't understand why Fox has always got to have a Democrat on there to to talk them down. When what do you want them people on there for? Them people. I listen to Newsmax now, and they don't have none of them idiots on there. They just talk to nothing but Republicans. Well, then watch Newsmax. Well, why do you what do you think so much about Juan? I, I don't. I just I I think it's cool to have somebody of an opposing opinion on there. Uh, I I got no problem with that. I just think, you know it's got cringeworthy on occasion because Juan's such an old guy. And and you got you know you got Greg Gutfeld verbally kicking him in the you know what and it just felt kind of I don't know cringy. That's good. I'm glad he does. I'm glad he gets all, he goes after him so hard, huh? Yeah. Why not? All, all you want to do everything. I thought you didn't want him on there. Huh? I thought you didn't want him on there. I don't. I'm glad he's leaving. But they'll have <laughs> they'll have somebody else going there now. Yeah, I mean, get somebody more fun than Juan. That's what I'm suggesting. You know, get somebody that's more fun that uh, they can smack it out and 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 cool. You know, but uh, and I appreciate the call there. Juan just felt a little. It just felt a little. Um, just one pickup from yesterday's show. Um, Chris, we had a couple of unhappy people who called. About the Pride cereal segment uh, that I was doing, and Kellogg's put out this Pride cereal uh, to bring people closer together, uh, and I went off on it because the, the cereal box, you know, pretty much reinforced every negative stereotype or every silly stereotype about gay people uh, with glitter, right? Glitter, glitter, glitter cereal because gay people just love glitter. 
And we had a couple of people call up that were really upset with me because they were trans or, or gay or something like that. If you really listen to what I was saying, it wasn't anti-gay, okay? It was anti-gay cereal, all right? There's a difference. There's too much sugar in that stuff anyway, so you ought to be eating healthier. So there. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Well, I mean, it just cracks me up when people who I'm actually speaking for, you know, in support of, call me up because they heard like 30 seconds and they hate my stinking guts. It's like, come on, man. Well, I don't know how many times you said you're criticizing the fact that they're endorsing stereotypes. That's, that was the whole point of the bet. We said that they put Barry Manilow lyrics on the side of the box, you know? Little Judy Garland figurine and as a special toy, you know, and then the cereal. Do they even have toys anymore in cereal? They still do that? I don't know. I hate cereal. Actually, I don't hate cereal. I hate milk. Milk grosses me out. The idea, just milk. Milk. You know, it just, I know I'm a white guy. I should love it, right? I'm a white man and milk is white. So I should be loving the milk, but I, I, I don't. It's gross to me to drink what other creatures feed their babies. That's just icky to me. It's... Well, it's not other creatures. It's specifically cows. Well, specifically cows. I don't know why, but Bob De Niro saying, you know, unless you're, you can milk you know, a cat. What? Unless you're one of those, you know, I get my juice from a bean, the soy milk people. Uh, soy milk, I get. No, I do. I. God, no, I'm going to get it. Here goes the man card once again. I like almond milk. If I, I you... you mean almond juice, whatever the hell they call it, almond milk. It looks like milk, but it doesn't taste icky like milk. It's kind of more of a vanilla. Well, I'll see. There you go. I'm white. It's got the vanilla taste because I'm white. I like vanilla. <laughs> But I do. I, I If I got to eat cereal, my wife wanted me to eat cereal at one point because I the diverticulitis, you know, I got to eat some fiber and it helps keep me, you know, regular. And uh, so she bought me all this fiber cereal. But I, I hate milk so much. I just I didn't want to eat it. So then she said, well, try the almond milk. I'm like, how the hell do you milk an almond? So you hate milk with every fiber of your being? I do, yes. And I, I prefer almond milk. I'm one of those guys. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five guns. Let's talk about guns. Yeah, guns. Uh, tragedy in San Jose yesterday it was uh, just starting to hit the news cycle when we were finishing up the show yesterday. Some jackass uh, went into a rail station in San Jose and killed uh, well altogether nine people. His name was Samuel Cassidy. And just like all the other wussies, he takes his own life as uh, as the uh, cops uh, start showing up. Uh, had some domestic violence issues. Uh, girlfriend or ex girlfriend said that he, you know, had mood swings and he'd, he'd drink. And shockingly, uh, the mood swings would get worse. Said he was violent. Said he was angry. Said he had, you know, assaulted her. I think at some point she had a restraining order on him. I think she did. Uh, and he worked at this place, I believe, and had some issue, you know, or whatever, and walks in there with a gun and kills a bunch of people. And uh, and now we have uh, the president and Gavin Newsom. Like, anybody gives a crap what Gavin Newsom thinks about anything. You know, it's the guns and Gavin Newsom. You know, what the hell is going on in the United States of America? What the hell is wrong with us, he says. When are we going to come to grips with this? When are we going to put down our arms literally and figuratively? Our politics, stale rhetoric, finger-pointing, all the hand-wringing consternation that produces nothing except more fury and frustration, more scenes like this repeated over and over. What the hell does the Second Amendment have to do with this guy? He was a nut job, man. I mean, that... that I, here's what I think, because we are seeing an uptick in crime uh, across the country. We're, we're sure as hell seeing it here in San Antonio. We've got a shooting every night here. We've got a shooting every night here in neighborhoods where you never had any shootings. 
And uh, it, what's the dealio? And, you know, I, I, I really think we've been on in Pandemicville for a year and a half, and I think it cracked a few noggins out there. I, I really think, I'm not saying that's the only, res, the only reason, but I think people in general are just freaking edgy. And if you're an edgy nut job to begin with, do you know what I mean? If you're an edgy nut job to begin with, uh, you know, stuff happens. Stuff, you're going to start killing people or do something horrible and horrific. It ain't got nothing to do with people owning guns, man. They also, I thought, I thought they found some explosive devices or suspicious devices planted throughout the factory as well, throughout this plant as well, or with a station or whatever the hell they call the the place where everybody works in a rail in a rail yard. But you know, I, I think people have just, and I'm not excusing this guy. I'm just saying, if you, I think the pandemic was a magnifying glass. Let me put it to you that way. The pan, and I got to take a break. The pandemic magnified everything. And by that I mean whatever, and I've said this for the, throughout this whole thing, whatever issues you had going into pan, the United States of Pandemica, okay, those problems became worse. The pandemic and the, the way of living through, the, the way we've had to live through this thing, whatever issues you had going into it were magnified. And so if you were a violent weirdo to begin with, uh, a year and a half living this like this, you know, uh, you're, you're even more uh, of a violent nut job. You know, I, I'm serious. I'm going to get a little deeper into that when I get back. Uh, obviously, though, and Biden was talking about the guns, you know. Uh, is it the guns? Do we need to, do, do, do we need to follow Gavin Newsom's advice that we need to put down our arms? God, I'm glad I live in Texas. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one on Facebook, Twitter, and online at ktsa.com. Yeah, News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Hi. It's uh, nine fifty four. Man, that hour hour went fast. That hour went fast. You know, I, I was because uh, we were talking about San Jose and and the uptick in violence and in the country. I and I, as I was saying a minute ago, and I may run out of time on this, but I, I think it, whatever issues you had going into the pandemic were made worse. This guy had mood swings. He had some alcohol stuff going on. He was violent beforehand, or you know, again, it's not an excuse in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but I was talking to Trey about this earlier off mic. I mean, this wasn't on the air, but, you know, we're talking about alcohol. Folks who went into the pandemic with, like, a little bit of an alcohol thing going. Uh, if you had an alcohol thing going, and we've seen the rise in alcoholism rates in this country over the past year and a half. Well, it was a perfect storm for an alcoholic. Okay? If, if you're suddenly working at home, or maybe you lost your job, Stress level is through the roof uh, on just about every level. Uh, you're at home. <laughs> you know, I'm not laughing at the problem. Uh, all you know, the AA meetings all shut down and went Zoom. And I'm sorry, I, I've been in, a, I've done AA before. Okay, Zoom don't cut it for AA. You got to be there. Those of you who have been in AA know exactly what I'm talking about. So you didn't have any meetings you can go to. You didn't really have any place to go for help. You're not going anywhere. You're just stuck at home. Stress levels through the roof. Uh, you probably started hitting it a little little heavier. You know, if you had some depression going into the pandemic, your depression probably got much worse over the past year and a half. Uh, so if you were a violent weirdo going into the pandemic, <laughs> probably a hell of a lot worse now. Uh, here's Jake. Jake, how you doing? Hello, this is Jake. Oh, hey, Jake. Hey, I'm calling about the guns. Yes, got to be quick. What do you think? Okay, two things. One is, is that what a good friend of mine said to me one time, he said what he said to these guys who are trying to get him to pay some money to Florida, he said, he, he said to him, he said, if you come to Texas, be sure and bring a box with you so we can send you home properly. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about the 
the no everybody can the no concealed carry law the the new law where they are where they just want it where you can carry a a weapon in Texas. Right. I think that's important. Right. Well, I, I think it's good. I'm I'm happy about it. I appreciate the call. I'm I'm a big fan of constitutional carry, man. That's why I'm glad we live in Texas. We need one of those laws. I forget we were talking about it, talking about it earlier. I'm not sure which other state has this kind of a law, but we need a law on the books, uh, sort of a Second Amendment sanctuary city law, in a sense, or sanctuary state law. Get old Greg Abbott to sign on to that would uh, prevent the federales from coming on in and putting additional restrictions on our, you know, gun laws, which are some of the least restrictive in the country. Especially once constitutional carry goes into uh, goes into effect, which twenty other states already have, we need a, we need some kind of per- firewall against the federalities when it comes to our guns in Texas. Because you want an actual shooting civil war in America, you start trying to take away people's guns, then that's kind of things going to get real serious real quick, man, and you know it. People can scream and yell about gender crap, but once you start trying to actually take people's guns, no. No, that would be such a bad idea. I think they have a flag about it, don't they? A what? They have a flag about that, don't they? Yeah. Don't, don't tread on me. Is that me? Come and take it. Oh, don't come and take it. Oh, right, right. No, that would be a bad idea. So We'll talk some more about guns and some of the other newest stories of the day. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. You said that bill didn't go far enough and you wanted an even broader ban to ban. You said it didn't go far enough. Is that right? Um, Senator, thanks for that question and the ability to to clarify. What I did say is that Senator Feinstein's bill uh, did not um, address uh, those firearms um, that are currently in the possession of Americans. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> It's your new director of the ATF. Excellent choice. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210 599 He was uh, in his, I guess, confirmation hearing or whatever, and uh, he's being asked questions about his previous anti-gun uh, thoughts and uh, several folks, uh, including uh, John Kennedy, tried to ask him about you know what is an assault weapon because one thing you hear right whenever we get into a gun debate, you gotta get rid of the assault weapons. Uh, and he was asked, uh, "Well, can you define uh, right?" I saw several times he was asked to define uh, an assault weapon, and he wouldn't do it. Just wouldn't do it. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he there was a lot of gibberish and gobbledygook and, and stuff like that, but he, he couldn't do it because there is no definition for an assault weapon. Uh, assault weapon uh, is something that uh, was created, that was devised, uh, to to make certain guns, I guess, sound like they're more dangerous than other guns. Like assault weapon is some co- somehow a military grade weapon. AR-15s are routinely called assault weapons, even though an, an AR-15 shoots no differently than any other semi-automatic. One pull the trigger, one bullet, and uh, you know. But they, 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 they're they're one of the things I. I I think they really want to do, and we talked about this on Warren Rima earlier, is to, you know, get some really heavy-handed gun laws on the books before the midterms. I mean, there's a lot of stuff they want to get done before the midterms, right? Because they're not, they're not quite sure how that's going to go for them. I mean, Newsom said, Newsom is an idiot, first and foremost, okay? The product has sunk into his brain. His, his hair mousse has leached into his mind. Not that he was ever that, you know, he, he was never... Uh, freaking, you know, all that smart of a guy anyway. And he basically said it. We need to put down our arms. We need to put, he, he said it yesterday after the uh, shootings in San Jose, we need to put down our arms figuratively and literally. 
these pukes uh, who really are fascists at heart, and I believe that. I, I don't. I agree with. Uh, uh, with the talking catfish there, uh, James Carville, that, that not, not all rank-and-file Democrats agree with this extreme uh, agenda that's currently being forced on us, but uh, most of them do agree or, or do agree on their, their mutual hatred of your right and my right to own and carry a weapon, okay, which, which has absolutely nothing to do with why people do spree killings, with why people do drive-bys, with why people commit crimes with guns. As I've been saying all week, we already have laws on the books for those crimes. But they don't really like talking about general gun violence in the cities because most of these cities are you know, run and have been run classically for a long time by liberal, like progressive, extreme progressive policies. Which use, you know, usually leads to misery, lack of opportunity, a rise in crime, and uh, so. But, but they, it's you and me. They don't. It's you and me. They want to disarm. Let's let's just be honest. It's you and me. They want to disarm. And one of the ways or tactics they've used is is coming up with this idea of assault weapons. And the fact is, any gun can be used as an assault weapon. Any gun, a freaking Red Ryder Daisy twenty two could be used uh, as an assault weapon if you shoot him in the eye or in a sensitive part of the body. And what they're trying to do, they've made it a buzzword, right? Uh, a buzzword uh, that uh, uh, generates in your mind uh the image of you know machine guns and and what are, what are used in warfare and stuff like that and uh the argument is well no no ordinary citizen needs one of those what do you need one of those well the whole point of constitutional carry in texas is based on the idea that it ain't none of your damn business what i think i need man or what i want But if you can get a general assault weapons ban, man, you could ban just about every freaking make of style of gun that anybody would own. Uh, you know, so I, I, uh, here we go again, right? I mean, the, 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 beyond the tragic nature of any time somebody engages in spree killing, which is what I prefer to call it rather than, uh, mass shooting, it's a spree killing. But, you know, yesterday it took, there used to be a bit of a lag time, right, Chris? When we talk about other shootings, crimes of this nature over the past 10 years that you and I have been working together, you know, they usually there's at least a, 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 a you know, a lag period or a, a grace period of at least a day before people used to start diving into the gun debate. Now it's within minutes. Now it's within hours. You had the president and Gavin Newsom talking about this stuff yesterday, within hours of these, of this event, of this crime. Uh, and uh, it, it's a false debate. It, it really is a false debate because, again, if you want to talk about the 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 crisis of gun violence in America, it's really not the spree killers. I mean, you're not likely to die as a result of a mass shooting. In this country. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Doesn't mean that every time it does happen, it's not horrible. But, you know, there are people, look, look at San Antonio, man. There are people getting shot every day in this in this city, right, all of a sudden. Every night, you're, there's a new shooting in this town. That has nothing to do with mass shootings, in a sense. That These are acts of violence commit, committed with more than likely illegally owned weapons. You you do nothing about it. God, I get sick and tired, sick and tired of saying it because it's so repetitive. But it's the only answer. You don't do anything about about gun violence in America by bringing down on the on the heads of uh, law abiding citizens more gun restrictions on ownership, on possession, on when you can carry, when you can't carry. Doesn't do a damn thing for gun violence in America, and they know it. You can't talk about black-on-black crime in the cities without being called a stinking racist. You can't talk about gun violence in uh, uh, in the cities uh, uh, without being called a racist or whatever. 
Because if you if you talk about that gun violence, then what do you do? You shine a light on what? On liberal policies that run those cities. They also conveniently ignore that in the cities where you have God again, this sounds repetitive, but what else what other answer is there? You also don't do you don't take into account at all the reality that in towns where you have restrictive gun laws, you have what? More gun violence. My God, Chicago, which has been a damn dangerous city for a long time, with a high violence rate every single stinking weekend, they're breaking records right now. What what does Gavin Newsom want us to do about that? What is the president going to do about that? Nothing. I'm serious, man. I'm glad I live in Texas. I I am, uh, for a number of reasons, not just because of the gun thing, but for a number of reasons, I, I just love Texas. But, man, at this particular moment... With all this gun rhetoric? No, man, I'm really glad I live in Texas. And, you know, I I don't mean to be an alarmist or a weirdo or anything like that, but if you really want a a civil war in this country, you know, we could talk about race wars, we could talk about, you know, economic war or, you know, wars that are born out of uh, class warfare, whatever. But the, the real civil war, the next civil war will take place in this country if there actually is some concerted effort by the federal government to go into the states and start confiscating guns, man, from legal owners, I don't know. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's what they want. I, I don't know. The, 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 the agenda of the left right now is disastrous for this country on just about every freaking level. And if they go, if they are able to take it to the next level of actually kicking your door down and taking your guns, man, you're going to see some trouble then. And you know it. 210-599-5555. Here's Scott. Scott, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? So I think the, the problem in totality is, is that we're not, we as a community, we're hearing you, we know this. And it's like you said, it's, 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 you're saying it and it's repetitive, but we're not reaching the sheep. The sheep need to hear it. Right. The other problem with that is that they don't listen. <laughs> they don't want to listen. <laughs> They're too stupid to listen. Whatever the case is, they just, to me, it's like they want to be controlled. Well, they, they, but they do. Look, these are the same people that love living in pandemic land, you know, <laughs> don't right, want to take right. their masks off and want the government to keep telling them what to do. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think we have to find a way to reach them in a way that they're going to understand it and at least be receptive to it in a sense. Right. You know, and hopefully that's where we can change that thought process. You know, guns are a bad thing. Guns don't jump up and kill people. People kill people. You know, well, it's absolutely true. Not going to shoot nobody. You know, this and guy. I, I, I was just reading. I was just reading this guy from San Jose had some kind of explosive device set up in his own home. It was supposed to go off at some point. You know, I mean, if if somebody wants to do a lot of killing, they're going to do a lot of killing whether they have a gun yeah. or not. You yeah, know, I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's a bus or it's a truck or it's a knife or whatever right. it is. Yeah, they're going to do it. They're going to. Where there's a will, there's a way. They're going to do it regardless. I concur. All right, man. I appreciate the calling. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Yeah, News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. I'm Sean. How are you doing? You having, is everybody having a good time? You having fun? Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. This story just cracks me up, man. We <laughs> we have a rather dorky-looking city councilman in Atlanta who uh, I guess also wants to be mayor of Atlanta. Uh, his name is uh, Councilman Antonio Brown. And uh, he's one of these defund the cops guys. He's one of these dudes that, you know, wants to uh, defund the police and, I guess, replace them with uh, de-escalators and psychologists and social workers or whatever. And uh, he's at a ribbon-cutting ceremony at some event in Atlanta around lunchtime 
when four kids jumped into his car and took off. Some kids tried to steal his car. Uh, and uh, he, he uh, was in support of withholding $73 million from the budget of the Atlanta Police Department. Uh, and it almost happened. You, you, no, in Atlanta, uh, sir, you, you need more police. Like, more. It's just kind of funny because the, the kids who, who, who tried to steal his car were between the ages of 6 and 12. Six-year-olds now are engaging in Grand Theft Auto. But for one reason or another, it, it, we need less cops. Uh, he described the event. One kid was in the driver's seat. Or I guess this is reported by a, a local station, uh, Fox 5. One kid was in the driver's seat. Ben attempted to open the door to get him out of the car. He fought with Ben. Uh, uh, or no, I'm, 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 I'm messed up on who I'm, who I'm talking about. This is, uh, one of his, uh, one of his, uh, representatives describing, uh, what he, uh, what happened with this guy that was with him. This is actually uh, this Antonio Brown. One kid was in the driver's seat. Ben attempted to open the door to get him out of the car. He fought with Ben. I then engaged and tried to get him out of the car. The three other kids were trying to figure out how to get in the car or stay out of the car. He started to hit on the gas. Antonio Brown was dragged about a block down the road before letting go because... Four kids between the ages of six and twelve. What's going on with that? That is getting kind of weird, isn't it? That is weird. Like the young kids trying to steal cars. Um. So you know, uh, I don't know what's at play here. And we've we've seen we've seen an uptick in violence in San Antonio. Maybe you know. Maybe you have some thoughts because we also have a mayor who is fairly anti-police. Uh, famously, we voted, we did manage to vote down Proposition B. Uh, he wants to, uh, which would effectively, uh, uh, cut some budget away from the cops. And, uh, and, uh, uh, he w- still wants to do the same thing, or, uh, find a, some other bureaucratic way to pull it off, I guess. But do you think it really is this anti cop thing across the country that it's the reason, one of the reasons why you're seeing more violence, not just here, but in other cities, because it's getting bad. You know, and I, I really do think the the blue line, in a sense, has been smeared or not completely erased, but made very, very faint, because people also seem to be willing to attack police without hesitation. You know, we see hear stories about that all the time, where cops are attacked or even killed, just sitting in their cars. And you have to wonder if the overall anti-law enforcement trip that the country is on right now, uh, combined with what I was talking about earlier, you know, the edginess of being in a pandemic, uh, is, is what's really, uh, at play here and why we're seeing more crime. Let me just ask you, why do you think we're seeing more crime in San Antonio? Why do you think that? Uh, 210-599-5555. And I've been here about a dozen years. I mean, it's always, you know, it's not a, it's a, it sounds a little rough around the edges, you know? My wife was born and raised here, born on the, born and raised on the west side. And for the entirety of our relationship, you know, there are certain neighborhoods she doesn't want to go to, doesn't feel comfortable in. But now, it seems like it's happening everywhere, you know, across the city. You know, my neighborhood, one of the reasons we decided to buy a house in my neighborhood is because, based upon our research, uh, the crime was pretty low, uh, almost non-existent. And just within the past two years since we've lived there, we've had several convenience stores in the neighborhood that have been hit. Uh, we had a drive-by shooting where a young man was killed just a couple of streets down from me. Uh, there was, uh, this, uh, this horrible crime, this, uh, woman who was taking her kids to school down past Shanefield Road, and she was shot by an ex-boyfriend or something of that nature. You know, why do you think it's getting bad in San Antonio? I, because I'll be honest with you, I really don't know. I don't know if it's anti-police rhetoric or edginess from the pandemic, or maybe a combination of the both, of the two. 
What do you think? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let me know what you're thinking. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Uh. New Stock 550 KTSA, FM 1071, it's 1037. And I'm Sean, how are you? Talking about uh, the uptick in violence in San Antonio, and why do you think it's going on? I tend to believe it's uh, a weird mix of anti-police rhetoric combined with the general edginess from the pandemic. Uh, but what say you? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Thomas. Thomas, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. How are you doing? Sean? Pretty pretty good, man. What are you thinking? You know, I've kind of thought this uh, for a while now, but I had noticed um, the upkeep or the uh, uptick in crime and stuff like that. I don't know if you remember back, probably about two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Um, there was like a hurricane um, that hit like. Gal- um, Galveston or Houston, and we had an influx of um, residents that that were displaced, that were brought over here, not just from Houston, but like um, um, I, I want to say like Louisiana too. I, I, it might it might have been Korea, uh, Hurricane Katrina, right? Or, um, yeah, I think it was Hurricane uh, Katrina, but anyway, right? But since then, I, I just noticed gradually it felt like. Sorry, there's I'm train going by. But um, I just felt like gradually it just seemed like it, it just started getting worse and worse and worse. I don't know because I, you know, I, I've, I've only I've only been in Texas since 2009, so uh-huh. you know it's kind of hard for me to kind of know what things were like prior to that. And, um, I, and I've lived in uh, San Antonio pretty much all my life. Um, right. I've lived in. Uh, north of san antonio for the past uh, four years and before that since about sixth grade i had moved out towards like spring branch and Canyon lake right. but i mean i've i've uh, done business and uh you know well i mean was uh, it is it because my wife will say well it, san antonio has always been you know kind of an edgy town depending on where you are but you know yeah, generally you know between either gang guys or Somebody messing around with somebody they shouldn't be messing with, you know, and now it just seems yeah. like it's there's every night. a much more random quality yeah. to it. It's every night. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. It's, it's it's crazy. I just right. yeah, I feel like right. we're, we're moving more towards like you know Los Angeles. Oh, you know, that's the, scary. Those bigger. Right. Yeah, I know. I, I got to run, man. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Brian. Brian, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Not too bad, man. What are you thinking? Um. I, I think it has something to do with masks. Honestly, it's a. I think a, a deep is depersonalization a word. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of like kind of like with driving and road rage and um, you know people on the internet, they're a little more anonymous with the mask on. So people maybe it is. Maybe it's more more confrontational. I, it could be. You know, I, I don't you think though that I because I know I've been edgier since the pandemic began. Oh yeah, me you know, too, for sure. Because you're stressed out, you know, you you're living weird. You got to wear a stinking mask everywhere you go. I mean, uh, I think that I think might play into it. Combination of a whole whole bunch of things, but I think I think everybody wearing these masks has right. something to do with it. No, I wouldn't doubt it. I appreciate the call, man. Let's go to Mike on line three. Mike, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean, thank you for taking my call. Sure, I agree with your list. The two items that you pointed out. I'm going to add that just with the. Uh, open border to our south. I mean, we've got I-35, I-37, I-90 right. coming through San Antonio. And uh, I live out here on the east side, and there will probably about twice out of a week, there will be active gun shootings. Good Lord. And I'm just, I'm talking like, pow, 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 pow. Right. And then you'll hear it like go to another part of the block. And and uh, this week I called 911 twice. Oh, good Lord. I couldn't get anyone to answer. Are you serious? The shooting was so close. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy, man. And I just, it just seems to be every week it just gets edgier and edgier. And uh, yeah. and I'm just thinking it's just because there's an open migration. There's a lot of gangs and uh, right. hotel coming into the town. Yeah, I mean, we have Thank we do have essentially call. an open border, you know, at this point. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I don't doubt it, man. I appreciate the call. So it's just... Uh, it's weird. It's, well, maybe not so weird. <laughs> we have an open border. A lot of folks rolling into, into town, right? 
Uh, you have a general edginess with having, you know, coming off a, a year and a half of this pandemic bowl, you know what. And, uh, you know, I, and, and plus you combine that with a lot of uh, anti-police rhetoric, both in the national news and locally, and uh, it's kind of a perfect storm for weirdness, man. So be careful out there. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I just want to pick up on a story that Don Morgan mentioned a little while ago about you know Peter Jackson who did the Hobbit movies and the Lord of the Lord of the Rings movies. Thou shalt not stinking pass. And he's he's done a let it be, he's done a Beatles documentary. He's got a let it be. He's, it's about the uh, recording session for the Let It Be album, album which was their technically their last album. Uh, even though they released Abbey Road after they had recorded uh, Let It Be, or, uh, uh, yeah, after they recorded Abbey Road before Let It Be, but uh, Abbey Road was officially the last record. But uh, he, I guess because of the pandemic, they're having an issue with uh, with getting it released or getting it finalized or what have you. And, uh, you know, you're going to think I'm a jerk for saying this, but holy crap, do we really need another Beatles documentary? I'm just saying. We all know what the stinking Beatles look like. Do we need one more documentary? One more stinking Beatles documentary. I love the Beatles. Don't get me wrong. But we need yet another stinking documentary on the Beatles. Yeah, here it comes. We all know what they look like. Right. At this point, <laughs> at this point, and maybe you agree. At this right, point, right. I find the if it's a documentary about them individually, I find that to be a little more interesting. I do, too. Because I thought, you know, 25 years ago after they did the anthology, remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought, well, that's the final word. Right. You know, they dug up these tapes. They put their, you know, the other three Beatles put their music behind the John Lennon tapes. And, but it's a nice way to put a period on the end of that story. Yeah. But then they keep digging up these other things that they want to have put What's on the here. Ringo slipping off a drum st- stool? You know, it can only yeah, be so it, interesting it, it, to see that so many times. Yeah, exactly. But I think you know an individual documentary because you know I you know Ringo, a lot of people give him grief, but I think he I find it would be an interesting guy. Yeah, I'd you like know? to see a Ringo documentary. Paul, no, nobody needs a Paul McCartney documentary. Okay, he's still around yapping, running his mouth about himself. So we don't, you know, nobody. I don't want to see no damn Paul McCartney documentary. But a Ringo documentary would be cool. I think so. You know, my favorite was George of, Harrison. I'd like to see the, a George Harrison the documentary. Scorsese, the, yeah, the Scorsese one. Oh, is he doing one? Martin Scorsese did one a few years back. Oh, he did. Yeah, it's, did uh, he? Yeah, it's I out didn't there. know. Right, out I, I didn't know. I'll have to check right. that out. It was done very well. Um, a lot of interviews with uh, George's but, son and his wife. And, but just the general Beatles documentary, it's like, my God, even before they got to the anthology, they made so many. Right, yeah. You know, remember the John Lennon Imagine one? That, that was good. I, that was pretty good. I saw that at the movie theater when it yeah, came out. Yeah, same here. That was wonderful. It was a very well done, uh, yeah. it's called Imagine, very well done documentary on it John is. Lennon. So I think, it, I think you know, at this point, let's do some, you know. Do yeah, it. We, 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 Peter. on Ringo. Stick with hobbits, Peter. Okay, just stick with hobbits and large, angry gorillas. Hey, and... do 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 a documentary on Pete Best. <laughs> Pete, poor Pete. <laughs> Didn't he end up ended ended up, ended up being like a bar owner in Liverpool? Or... Yeah, he did a lot of odd jobs around Liverpool, but <laughs> coincidentally, um, at some point, decided he would hit the road with his own little band. Right. Uh, and then when the anthology came out, um, he performed on a handful of tracks. Oh, did the, he? On you know the original the old Beatle recordings from like right. the real early sixties. Oh right, right, right. Before they went professional, or whatever. Right. Um, he appeared, played drums on some of those tracks. He got a huge payday from that. <laughs> it's good to be Pete Be-yeah, Best, yeah, right? Because it's like I had done this like thirty years ago, and I'm getting a fat check for something. Well, I never. Well, good on him, man. Right? So good on him. Made a few bucks that way. I but guess I, he got a phone call from Paul saying we're going to use the stuff, and you're going to get paid. And he was like, "All right, let's make it happen." <laughs> But how many times can you, can you hear, like, George complaining to Paul in that right. one little scene, you know? Yeah. Right. I'll play it the way you want me to play it, or I won't play it at all. Right. I just want to do whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. We've all seen that bit of, you know, right. video over and over and over again. With Paul just tuning, looking tuning, like, tuning oh, his bass. Are you like, talking to me? Hey, don't I'm Paul. Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. You're George. You get one song a record. One song a record. Right. So let's, yeah. let's start writing some emails. We want a Ringo documentary. We want a Ringo documentary, We want to hear man. his point of view from sitting back there staring at those guys' asses for all those years. Yeah, he's, he's the only one that had an actual hot wife. So that, that guy... <laughs> 
Barbara Bach, man. Yeah, she really is. And they were together. She's still they're, they're still together. She's beautiful. Still. Still together, man. I, I love, I watch Caveman backwards if I, you know, I, I, that's a fun movie. All right. 210. She was a Bond girl, too. She was a Bond yeah. girl. I'm thinking about Barbara Bach. She got me through adolescence. All right. 210599. <laughs> Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Ringo be happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> I may be short, but I can kick your ass. Two one zero is the worst Ringo Starr imitation I've ever done. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean. Do we need yet another Beatles documentary? On Newstalk five fifty KTSA. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Now I'm thinking about the Beatles. I actually rediscovered my love of the Beatles just within the past few months. I haven't listened to them in years. I mean, when I was in my 20s... I went through a Beatles thing and a George Harrison thing and a John Lennon thing, and uh, that went on for years. I mean, one of the coolest, and uh, since we're, you know, going back to my youth, um, one of the coolest things, and Don Morgan would remember this too, is when George Harrison put out Cloud Nine. And it was a big hit, man. <laughs> and it was really cool, like having a Beatle. you know, put out a new record that, uh, that was just really good. And, uh, yeah, you know what? And you know what's, what's weird? Do you think Alexandria Ocasio Cortez can even name all four of the Beatles? Cause isn't that kind of your gauge for like young people when you know they're full of crap or when they're just too damn young for you to connect with them when they can't name the, all four of the Beatles? Like, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, would you please, like, I'd like to hear her under oath have to say that. You know what I mean? Like on the, on the House floor, I want some other Congress, uh, 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 Congressman uh, Cortez, can you name all four of the Beatles? Like old John Ken or not John Kennedy, but you know one of the old, older guys, uh, Keith, <laughs> Bono, like another Keith, and then like Pete, you know, you know they just don't know. No, she would just say uh, Dung, <laughs> Dung Beetle. That's a little too complex. That's a little too scientific for her, though. I think <laughs> Dung Beetles. <laughs> That used to be my. <laughs> See how you are. The Dung Beetles. I'm gonna start a band called the Dung Beetles. And Crapital Records. And Crapital Records. <laughs> Jeez. I'm juvenile. Uh, that used to be. That used to be my metric for like if somebody was too young to date. You know, if they can't name all four of the Beatles, like right. it's not. It's not gonna work, man. No. It's not gonna work. Like, like, uh, let's see, uh, Eddie, um, uh, another Keith, uh, that Pete Townsend guy with the, the, the guitar, with the nose. You try to give her a hint. They're British, you know. They're uh, British. Uh, Graham. Graham. Uh, Nigel. Not, not Nigel. <laughs> you know, this is funny because when we're talking about George Harrison and Let It Be, I'm going to say this on the air because it just it would be a funny thing for because you know Trey and I get along very good. We're very good friends, right? That's why we enjoy doing the show so much. Right. But that moment when Harrison just kind of gets into Paul McCartney's face, mm-hmm. like I should try that on Trey one day. I just just do it. You're like, <laughs> Look, I'll I'll say whatever you want me to say, or I won't say it at all. I'll I'll do whatever it takes to please you, just to see what his reaction is. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Go get me a beer. <laughs> Go get. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Two one zero five nine. The hell's wrong with you? The hell's wrong with you, boy? Two one zero five. Two one zero five nine nine. I'm gonna hear about that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rick's uh, Rick's a serious call. Do I want to take a serious call at this point? Do I take a serious call? Guy with a serious point. I was just making fun of AOC. Uh, like Barry, like, wasn't he like the lead singer? Like Barry? <laughs> Joseph Lennon? Um. <laughs> Joseph. Hey, Rick, how you doing, man? I'm doing good today, sir. What's going on? Well, you know, I, uh, number one, I enjoy your show. I listen to it every morning. God bless you. And, uh, but you know, guys, I really 
get disappointed when I keep hearing you guys say the border. The border. I'm Hispanic. I'm Mexican. And the reason I say that is because I heard the gentleman earlier on the east side. I can tell you for a fact, them gunshots and everything did not come from Mexicans. And I can tell well, you. Well, I mean, they, they, they may not be Mexican. They may be folks coming from the, the triangle, you know. I mean, yeah, and, and, and all and, kinds and, of folks flowing across the border. Yeah, and again, sir, but time something happens, you guys end up with this is why we need to shut down the borders. I didn't say that. No, no, no. I hear that a lot on your show. Well, you we know, do need to. Clo- we do need to. Would you admit there's a problem on the border? You know what? This is what I do admit. Okay. I think, I think, sir, that people, the people that are coming over, they're not all bad. Nobody is saying they are. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying, sir, is that that's the mind thinking of everybody around here, and a lot of people. I, but when I don't get that people, from anybody. Well, I guess when you're on this side of the block, you do hear a lot of that. This side of the what? This side of the block, sir. And what I'm saying that is, like, we all have our different areas that we live in. And same thing with our circles of, you know, people in our lives. And all I'm saying is that that people are just trying to come here to make a living for themselves. But, again, well, uh, you don't think yeah, the bad guys are making a pretty good living, aren't they? Bringing people over. Yeah, they are. And don't get me wrong. I'm not with that, you know, by a long shot because I had children. I raised them and, and they're good kids. They're not all smart. But, hey, you know, <laughs> what? But, you know not all is, smart. Is, is, Thanks, Dad. Where I grew up, I grew up in that environment. And I swore to myself as a father, I would not let right. my children enter that environment. Right. And I teach them, you know, I've always taught them to be respectful. To That's everybody. great. We need more. Uh, yeah, I agree. To obey the laws of this country. I agree. Because you know what? You don't want to be a statistic sitting in a jail cell getting three free screw meals a day. Right. I said, that's not life. Right. And that's what I'm just saying. I think I we're more in agreement than we re- than you realize. Because I, I don't, I when it came to the uptick in violence, I was talking about, is it the general edginess from the pandemic uh, combined with a lot of anti-police rhetoric? I didn't even mention the border, but I appreciate the call. 210, oh, I'm, I'm done, aren't I? All right. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Mr. Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.